Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Enterprise Architecture Radio. If you're thinking about organizational complexity and agility, if you're concerned about operational efficiencies and thinking of taking it to the next level, if managing innovation is one of your priorities, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we talk about all of that and more. It's a jungle out there, and we'll attempt to navigate this jungle of frameworks, methods, and most importantly, enterprise architecture in practice. In my last episode, I talked about artificial intelligence and I went on a bit of a ramble talking about, well, whether artificial intelligence can become as smart as humans or not and and what is consciousness and if consciousness is a computational output. and, And while Roger Penrose thinks that consciousness is not computational, I'm of the opinion that it is. I think that the human brain is nothing more than an advanced computer. And in all this discussion of philosophy and 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 whether it's possible for artificial intelligence to become as smart as humans, I did not talk about enterprise architecture. I did not talk about artificial intelligence in the practical world. And, and if you really ask me this podcast is more about practical stuff than about philosophical stuff. Although, personally, I am a person with a little bit of a philosophical bent, and so you will see a little bit of that every once in a while. So what do you think? Do you think that we'll get there anytime soon? Let's start with self-driving cars, for example. There's some very interesting articles that I've read about self-driving cars and artificial intelligence, and 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 they are very good reads. It's a, it gives you a view of the world that's possible. Think about it. If all the cars in the world are self-driven, there are so many things that we will never require. We will never require uh, uh, traffic lights, for example, or speed breakers, or stop signs, as they are in the United States, because cars will never make any mistakes. They will communicate with each other over a vast network of self-driven cars. And they will never require stop signs or or traffic signals because they will communicate with each other in real time and and compute at what speeds they need to go and so on and so forth. Are we there yet? Of course not. We are far from it. Today, we do not even trust the artificial intelligence systems that are there because we think that there is a coded bias. Take ChatGPT, for example. Can we trust everything that ChatGPT tells us? Ultimately, it is really trained on a large language model. It's been trained on a large amount of data from where it really answers its questions. Of course, it continues to learn, and there are versions and versions coming along, but ultimately it's data provided by a human being or a group of human beings who've taught ChatGPT everything that it knows. So yes, I agree that there is a certain amount of bias that artificial intelligence systems have, but... The question is, do you know any human being who is not biased? It's not possible to have anybody without a bias. Let's break it down a little bit further. What is bias? And how is it different from an artificial intelligence system? Biases exist in every human being. I mean, we grow up in a certain way. We have a certain parenting that we received from our parents. We went to a school. We got our education. And 
And everything that we know, everything that we talk, everything that we do is ultimately based on everything that we've learned all our lives. And it's not really possible to be completely and 100% unbiased for any human being. And, and, and it's not possible because the human brain is designed that way. In fact, there's so much information that we receive uh, all the time from our eyes, from our ears, from everything we experience, that if we use all that information, we would probably explode. Uh, all this information is stored in our brain, and, and we only process relevant information when we are taking decisions about anything, really. And this relevant information is, again, based on filters that have been applied by our brain, and these filters are ultimately based on our education, our background, our race, religion, everything that we are today, our experiences, so to speak. So if a human being can not be unbiased, and we live in a world that is full of biased human beings, why do we expect artificial intelligent species or artificial intelligent systems to be 100% unbiased? Of course, I'm not going to hop into a self-driven car today because I know and I'm aware that the biases that exist today are not at all reliable. I mean, I prefer to have human friends who are relatively less biased, who are uh, relatively more open-minded, who are willing to consider other people's point of view as well. I mean, if they are so biased that, that they are not willing to consider anybody's point of view, we call them bigoted and we, we don't make friends with them and we prefer not to be with them. And, and that is also a natural human tendency. Similarly, artificial intelligence systems today are very, very narrow in their, uh, uh, in their, in their knowledge, in their, um, in their experience, in everything that they've learned today. And I'm not sure if there is any self-driven car out there that is, uh, that is so reliable that I would hop into them uh, immediately. But we are not really talking about the near future. We are talking about the far, far future, probably two years down, you know, probably. And if you look at ChatGPT and the way that the large language model is maturing in its knowledge base, I think it's not really that far away that self-driven cars uh, will be commonplace. I mean, I think the first reliable uh, self-driven car should be around in a couple of years. Now, does that mean that it's going to change everything? Does that mean that we are going to get rid of all the traffic signals? Of course not. Initially, self-driven cars will do basic stuff like, like parking the car safely uh, without human beings. And then I think we'll see some self-driven cabs that will be reliable while there are humans driving as well. And, and these self-driven cars will have to keep an eye on the traffic signal and they'll have to keep an eye on... On, on people and on, on other cars that are driving around. And, and if you're driving in India, then self-driven cars will also have to look at cows and dogs roaming around on the street. And, and it's going to be an interesting challenge. Of course, I don't know, 10 years down the line, everybody will start relying on self-driven cars and things are going to get much, much better at that point in time. But initially, like everything else, we will have to go through quite a bit of a struggle to go through that adaptation and change uh, in reliance on artificial intelligence. And it's not just reliance on artificial intelligence itself. There are also other issues like data privacy, for example. Today we have uh, CCTV cameras everywhere, right? I have CC I have a CCTV camera set up uh, in my elevator and we have dash cams and we've got CCTV cameras on every nook and corner of the city. There are CCTV cameras on uh, in ATM machines and 
and all this data is being recorded and stored somewhere now today we might not have a single unified large database but eventually i am thinking that there will be one large database that will contain all the data of everything that that's out there whether it's uh, data feeds from cctv cameras or social media or or, or i don't know governmental systems that collect data about your financials and about your tax returns and so on and so forth and to process all this data it's not really possible for any uh, non artificial intelligence system um, and manage it the question is do you really trust this kind of collection of data about you and your personal life now uh, there's a beautiful tv show called coded bias uh, it's a documentary really where uh, where people are now at this point in time protesting against collection of this kind of data and they're using tricks and techniques to avoid uh, getting in front of a camera they're using laser pointers uh, to confuse and scramble the cameras to so that they don't get recognized in these data feeds but if you really ask me data privacy is now a myth if there is digital data about you no matter how secure it is it's not really impossible to crack it break it to use it against you the only way really that you can protect your data is obscurity if there is just too much data and you hide in the crowd that's how you can maintain data privacy otherwise as far as security systems are concerned the stronger the security system gets the stronger the hacker network gets so like it or not you might want to protest it if you want to but you can't avoid it artificial intelligence is coming data privacy is a thing of the past people are eventually going to have to accept it that um, they won't be able to protect all the data they'll have no control over what data goes over the network and sometimes it feels that people really don't care about data privacy think about it there is instagram facebook twitter and people are constantly posting personal messages personal information on a social media for everybody to see does it look like people care about data privacy and if this continues how far do you think we are from the time when 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 all of the data that that anybody needs about anybody is available uh, to the public well i digress but as it is evident to you i'm a big proponent of artificial intelligence and i do think that there is a tremendous amount of use uh, of artificial intelligence not just for the betterment of technologies but also for the betterment of humanity and for the betterment of the planet as a whole now there is a upcoming episode in which i am going to talk about uh, sustainability and it is a big concern and we are going to talk about it in in fact i'm thinking my first guest in this podcast is going to be uh, my wife who works in the area of sustainability and we'll have an interesting discussion about um, technologies and sustainability how we can make sure that we work towards a greener planet uh, we can work towards climate change we can work towards uh, overall carbon footprint of an organization or carbon footprint of an individual and that's going to be an interesting episode that's all i have for you today folks i hope you enjoy the show more about organizational agility innovation and enterprise architecture in the practical world in the business right here on the show but before i end the show i want you to help me out with this one little thing pause the show 
and share this podcast via WhatsApp or text message with at least one person who might be interested in the show. It could be anyone, your colleague, your boss, someone in your team. That's all I ask. Just one share with one message via text or WhatsApp or any social media of your choice. And it would go a long way in supporting this podcast and growing this listener base. Also, please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way, you'll get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. Uh, we also have a Telegram group if you would like to contribute to the EA discussions or what have you. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on Telegram. Or the URL to join the group is https colon slash slash t.me slash enterprise architecture radio. While our contact details are there in the show notes, we are very easy to find. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere. Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even Discord. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.